so you, you read the book. It sounded like you had a pretty good grasp of the basics. Yeah, yeah. And it was a, it was a relief because I've been um, working with different techniques um, in the past that have not been successful for a lot of the reasons that I felt like I discovered by reading the book. Great, great. You know, and then I logged on to your website to try to learn more. What what kind of work were you doing? I'm just curious about how I filled in the blanks and... Well, um, you know, I did a lot of things on my own. I had done reading, but, you know, basically um, the types of things that I had done in the past, I, you know, um, it has been a long time. I had been into, you know, worked with someone, and they had me read um, a book in cognitive therapy, and, you know, I did work with that. And, you know, I found that what I was doing mostly was just um, trying to feel good. In other words, yeah. if I had... If I had an emotion, I tried to ignore it right. as I could. That's exactly how I feel about cognitive therapy. Yeah, and then, you know, I didn't do a lot of work on analyzing the thoughts or what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I just, the more and more I did it, the more and more every time I had a negative emotion, I tried to block it out. Mm -hmm. I tried to, you know, just change my mind, like say, okay, no, I feel good. And that, you know, right. it wasn't even an approach. And I just found, it's like your book said, I mean, I had the same scenarios coming up again and again mm -hmm. and then I would even before I read your book I would I would change my mind and say no okay I'm going to stop doing that and now I'm just going to listen to the emotions and then I found out found that I just got buried in anger and and frustration and then I would go to the other side again I'm going to block the anger and emotion and just try to feel you know just make a decision to feel good, so to speak, mm -hmm. do that for a while, run into problems, and then going back, okay, now I'm just going to listen to emotion. It would just be, you know, like your book talked about the blame, and I'd get caught up in that, and then I would fail at that, and then I'd go back to the other again. Oh, right, I see, because you'd be motivated by the emotion. And yeah, and so I, I was kind of lost. I was going back and forth and back and forth. Right, right. And I just had some situations coming up in my life that were like, your book talked about it was like the same situation with different people, you know, mm -hmm. maybe in a different setting, but it was just an identical situation uh -huh. that was coming, you know, it, you know, into my life. And it's like, okay, you know, what are the things I need to, to work on to get over this? And when I read your book, it was like, plain, you know, it really appeared to me that I was creating this, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, I may not understand why or, you know, the, the reasons behind it, but... Uh -huh. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been very helpful. Mm -hmm. Great. Especially in regards to going back and forth in, in those two things, because that was really frustrating to me. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't figure out what was right, which of the two were the right thing. Mm -hmm. And that really bothered me. And it was neither. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh -huh. that's, that's very interesting, yeah. So a lot of people, I mean, it's already you've done a lot of work on yourself and put in a lot of effort, but it would still, you still didn't get there. And, you know, most people don't even put in the, put in the work that you put yeah, in. Yeah, I have put in work. I mean, um, but it's mostly, you know, I haven't done a lot of journaling or meditation or things like that. And that mm -hmm. type of work I probably should be doing more of, you mm -hmm. know, especially after reading your book. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So. Okay. So what's uh, what are your you know what are your issues what what are you concerned with what's, what's well, going you know, on Well as I you know the reason I would want to um, talk to you versus just reading your book and going on my own is because one of the things I struggle with and I think you know you're talking about there's two areas as I understand what you're saying is there's the emotions that come up that that we are to allow and let you know reside and let them come and go 
as the subconscious um, guides them. Mm-hmm. And then there's the mental, like the affirmations and the working on the self-blame um, um, piece of it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the, um, you know, both areas I need to look at, but I've always struggled with, you know, worry and anxiety. And part of it is, you know, one of the things I, I, I do is I, you know, spend a lot of time asking myself, am I believing the right thing? Um, you know, it, am I doing this right or, you know, things like that. And so, you know, one of the things I've tried to do with this with the book um, is I've tried to both allow the emotions, like I said in the email, no matter what I'm doing or where I'm at, but at the same time um, try to incorporate some of the other things I was doing from the mental, from the, um, the, 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 the mental aspect of it, as in um, not thinking so much, like, you know, any, any thought that's a worry or, or kind of a forced or a, a reaching thought, just kind of throwing it out the window, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been doing both those things, you know, but I, I kind of wanted to, to, to get a feeling from you, you know, um, what you thought about what I was doing and, and kind of giving me some advice going forward um, in that area because that's, that's the concern to me. Um, just wanting to get off to the to a right start and understand the material because okay you know what what your book says really resonates with me especially in regards to um, uh, just learning to be and being happy with that versus you know the striving like I could pick up a book by like Jack Canfield or Tony Robbins about right. striving for things and all you right. know doing all this stuff here is it just really resonates with me, so I want to make sure I'm off to the right start with it. Sure, sure. So, well, your your email that you sent last time contained a pretty good summary of the basic approach. Everything you said there seemed right on. Okay. So that okay. that's a good start, and that's good to hear. But now you're just talking. Actually, yeah, the you know some of those concepts are subtle, like containing the feeling and being yeah. non-reactive, and you seem to have a good understanding of all those subtleties. Yeah. And, uh, but now you're talking about using the mind, having the mind possibly interfere with the emotional processing. Well, yeah, because like I said, I have, my mind has a tendency to, to, to worry mm-hmm. and to, to wonder, am I doing this right? Okay, well, you, uh, you noticed in the chapter on self-rejection where I talked about worrying as a form of self-rejection. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. So we're, and I think I said something like, worrying is thinking about the feeling instead of having the feeling, instead of feeling the feeling. Right. So right. And, but sometimes I feel like I'm worrying about the worry. Um, <laughs> and so um, one of the practices, like I was telling you about, was this idea of just kind of throwing, you know, not thinking so much. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but what I try to do is, um, is... Uh, if I if I have a worry at all, um, just any thought that's kind of worrisome, just to throw it out the window and not, you know, just not think like that, so to speak. And I, I felt like maybe what I was doing there was close to what you were talking about in the chapter of the um, on the higher self, but I wasn't sure. Well, there's a there's a possibility, you know, a worrisome thought. Maybe we could distinguish between two kinds of worry. Um, but a worrisome thought that contains a feeling would 
would be significant. Okay. You know, let's say there's a fear there. Okay. So a fear comes up, and, and maybe you're seeing that as what you're calling worry. Uh-huh. You know, thought, there's, we can distinguish between thoughts and emotions as well. Right. But you could have a thought without, emo- without an emotion attached to it, and then you can have a thought with a strong emotion attached to it. Right. So thoughts with emotions are significant. Thoughts that are random uh, about the shopping list, for example, have no emotional significance and might just be distracting you from more important emotional processing. But okay. if a thought comes up, can you give me an example of a worrisome thought? Well, you know, we'll get specific here. Um, you know, I might be reading something and, and like I said, I, you know, wondering, okay, am I doing, am I doing this right or am I believing the right thing? Okay. Am I doing this right? That's, uh, that's, that's good. So it certainly sounds like there's a feeling connected with that. Yeah. And the feeling is an uneasy feeling. Like I, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not reading the right material. Maybe I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. It's a kind of an insecurity. And, and maybe it ties into a kind of the fear, like, like I said before. So that that sounds like something that would be that would be emotionally based. Okay. That that would be something that you'd want to process and not just throw out. Okay. You know, throwing that out would probably amount to suppressing that emotional component. Okay. Wh- whatever that is, and however it would develop. Okay. I thought like. Let's say another thought, like, um, oh, you know, I'm no good. I'm not, I'm not saying this is something that you have, but just as another example, a thought like, I'm no good. I, I, I can't measure up. I don't feel good enough. You know, other people see me as inadequate. Those are thoughts, but there's a real strong emotion attached to that. Yeah, an example of that for me would be sometimes I feel like, you know, social anxiety, um, and, you know, I might think, well, other people don't feel that, or this person or that person doesn't feel that, and I really wish I didn't feel that type of thing. Well, you don't, well, you don't know that, first of all, how they, how they feel, but that would certainly be something to be processed, because there's a strong emotional component there. You know, une- okay. uneasiness, um, yeah. Just, just tension, uh, inability, and you know, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily imply that this is a, in this example, that this is a feeling to, that this is a negative feeling. I mean, you might be experiencing it now in a uncomfortable way, but that might be the result of unintegration of okay. this of this particular feeling. When integration, when you start moving towards integration then something like this uneasiness in social situations is not experienced with the same level of distress that you might be associating with it now. It can be almost pleasurable, you know, because you've integrated it, and you could use that anxiety, let's say, as a form of uh, propulsion. It's energy to be used to uh, accomplish something, let's say, socially, you know? It's right. Like, it's like stage fright, this particular thing. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Now, 
Now, what I have been doing is, like I said, I've been allowing the emotion of anxiety to stay with me, but I won't sit and wonder and, and try to think through it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, that, That's where you get uh, turned away from your true objective. If you start thinking about the experience that's up, which is both a thought and a feeling, you know, yeah. And if you start thinking about it, trying to figure out uh, how to do better, how to get rid of it, uh, that's where thinking is inappropriate. Right. A- and that's the kind of thinking which is not really attached to a suppressed emotion. That's just the activity of the mind to try okay. to make things better as far as it understands. And it's a somewhat limited way. I don't, I'm not applying that towards you. That's how everybody thinks. You know, the mind is always trying to make things better, correct things on a mental level, and that's how we get into trouble, as you were just discussing earlier with, with uh, cognitive work, you know. So putting aside that kind of thinking is something you can do with your conscious mind, and then moving to processing the emotionally based thought and feeling is what will start moving you forward okay um so okay let me let me give you an example of mm-hmm. a thought I, I was thinking about the idea of of clearing emotions and and letting emotions reside any time mm-hmm. you know anywhere and then i thought well is that going to help me at all or is this something that has to go through meditation and then i might sit and worry about well it seems like a it's going to help at least somewhat just to have how these emotions and not fight them. But am I doing it right? Is this something that I have to do through meditation? And I'll sit and worry is, okay, well, do, do I not? I, I think it's fine to do my best and try to house these emotions and clear them anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. But maybe not. Maybe this is something that maybe I don't ex- understand this chapter on direct experience exactly. And I'll have to worry about right. those two things. So is that just a case of not being familiar enough with the technique? You know, a natural question that would come up, or it seems like what you're saying is that you fall into this syndrome a lot. Yeah, more I than do normal. many things. Yes, that's that's one of the things that I, I I'm concerned with because, um, yeah, with many things, and then you know I sit and worry, and it it it, it, it becomes kind of intense. Um, so what I've, what I've done historically is to drop the thought. The emotion might stay for a time, but the thought at least I can drop and let some thought naturally take its place. Does that make any sense? Yeah, well that, that sounds good. That sounds like what I would be recommending, dropping the thought but trying to stay with the feeling behind the thought. Yeah, that is what I've been doing since I read your book. Now, before mm-hmm. I read your book, I was trying to fight the feeling, too. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing since then is I've dropped the thought, at least allowed some other more comfortable thought, to whatever comes to my mind naturally, so to speak. Right, right, right. Um, and that seems to work good for me, but the emotion can stay, which is fine, mm-hmm. especially since I read your book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, I get worried, I just wonder if I'm going to go through processing eventually using that method. If that's the correct method to use through processing? Right. In other words, I might be having these emotions, but am I going to process them correctly by doing that approach? Or am I missing something 
I mean, those are the kinds of thoughts that pass through my mind. And then, you know, but what I do ultimately is I just, I don't sit and, and go back and forth on that. I just, I drop the thought and let whatever thought comes naturally without worrying take its place. That sounds fine to me. Okay. Because that's what I've been doing, you know. Yeah. The only thing that, the, 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 I should say the good thing that I've learned since your book is not to do that with the emotions. Mm-hmm. So let's say I have an anxious emotion. Mm-hmm. I don't try to replace the emotion. I just don't let my mind get go into overdrive, so to speak. Right. Right. So I, I allow the, the, the emotion, but I, I won't allow my mind to sit in wonder about what's right and what, you know what I'm saying? It's right. hard to describe. I hope I'm... I'm, I'm yeah, to... because when your mind, when, you, when you're in the mind, that means you're out of the emotion. Okay. It, it's, the two places are either in the mind or we say in the body, which is really the emotions as well. So either you're in the mind or the body. When you're in the mind, you're thinking about the feeling, uh, just like you described. And then when you're in the body you've got this clear, what I call, direct experience of the feeling. And you know when your mind has stopped and when you're just present with that feeling experience. Right. That's what I've tried to do is stop my mind. Right. And, and allow whatever emotions are left just to be there. Right. So that's, that, that's correct. That's, okay. And, you, and you'll know when you do that there's, there shouldn't be any uncertainty about when you've achieved that clarity of mind or stillness of mind and uh, being present with the feeling. But on, on the other hand, you shouldn't be too hard on yourself because what you're describing is a basic problem with everybody who's learning meditation because the mind is just very, very active in everybody. Okay. And it takes over from the feelings and it, it just can't get settled. So this is really the first objective of meditation throughout the centuries it's uh, you know for example if you learn how to meditate all, all the techniques are good but basically you're just focusing your attention on one thing and trying to still the mind so it's just focusing on one thing then the mind starts going crazy again and you become aware of that and you come back to watching that one thing the, the whole purpose of that is to get to the point where you can actually relax the mind without needing any object of focus and be present with a deeper level of experience, whether it's higher consciousness or, in our work, it's just being present with body emotional experience. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Now, if, if I can bring up, let's say, take the example of like social anxiety. If I'm in a social situation uh-huh. where I'm anxious, you know, I'll feel anxious, and one of the things my mind wants to do is constantly say, what's the right thing to solve this anxiety? What's the right, what, how can I quickly change this? Uh, well, you, well, you know better than that now, though, right? Yes, yes. So I just let the anxiety be mm-hmm. and just, you know, accept whatever thoughts come up and just be with that. Right. Even, even, even if I'm anxious about it, it's like, okay, that anxiousness, it's fine. Whatever thoughts come up are fine. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, the, the the primary focus would be the anxiety. Okay. You're you're moving to a place of acceptance of the anxiety. Okay. Uh, maybe even prior to that, you're recognizing that, you know, there's the four steps of processing. So let's take it through the steps. The first step would be intellectual, 
recognizing there's there's some there may be some kind of projection taking place here. Uh-huh. Uh, so, the kind of social social situation you're describing might be with another person, for example. Yeah, yeah, it, it it comes up more often when I think you know, kind of like in a like a flirtatious situation or someone that I might want to ask out or right. Know. Right. So, okay. Well, that's normal, too. I mean, everybody experiences that, but but we could assume that there might be a projection component there, but the important thing would be to just raise the question that there's probably some kind of projection happening here. Maybe not so much with just this basic anxiety about approaching someone else, but when you get into a relationship and heavier feelings start coming up, when you if you stop and think, well, Okay, I'm probably projecting here. Let's say you're experiencing rejection from somebody, you know? Yeah. Which you could also be projecting in this flirtatious situation. You're just anticipating rejection, and that's what makes you anxious. Yeah. That's, let's, say, let's say that's, you know, let's just assume that some, some part of that is true. So, okay, so you're, re- you're projecting rejection on this person, and you're experiencing either the possibility or or the actual experience of rejection from them, and that's making you anxious. So you've recognized that you're projecting. That enables you to take responsibility for the experience, which is the first step to successfully processing it. It eases eases up on the blame. The other person is not responsible. You're shifting to inner awareness. Then the second step is to... Since you're projecting, you recognize that the feeling is within you. And also, if this is a uh, recurring situation, you would further make the assumption that, well, I guess I must have a lot of suppressed anxiety within me or suppressed rejection because this seems to keep coming up a lot. So since it's been suppressed and I keep getting into these situations in order to bring it forward into my consciousness... I recognize some work needs to be done. The subconscious is showing itself here. That helps you all. That helps you to move to a place of acceptance of what's happening instead of being uh, frantic about it or trying to push it away. So, yeah. so you move to a place of acceptance. You relax in your body. You be present with the experience of this thing's, this experience of anxiety, and then uh, you're watching it. You're experiencing it, direct experience in the body, but then you can also go to the witness, like I talk about, which is even more powerful, and this witnessing technique means you're just watching from a higher self-witnessing perspective. That's the optimal processing place. So you could be doing this in a social situation. In fact, that's what that would be one of the objects of a meditative practice, but it's a little harder to do, to do in action than it would be to do in meditation. So we learn how to do it first in meditation. Okay. And then, you know, after a while, we gain the capacity to be able to do it when it's actually happening. You just, is it, is, can I interrupt you one second? Absolutely. Um, is it still helpful, even if I haven't learned the meditation part yet, to still, when I'm going through and feeling the anxiety, just to accept the feeling, let it, be what it is and just do my best in the situation and, in a, you know, even though I don't have the practice yet in the meditation, is it still helpful just to accept the feeling and accept the situation 
That, that's it. Sure, that's it. Absolutely. Okay. Ex so accepting is the major part of being able to be at ease. If you if you accept, that means you're at ease with your anxiety. Paradoxically enough, and, and that feeling of being at ease with something that's you know that could be stressful is is major. That's, that's so. For example, in this situation, what I've found that is when I accept the, the anxiety and I accept the fact that I'm going to kind of shut off my mind, so to speak, what I have to accept then is that the outcome of, of what I'm doing or whatever I do as a result of this is okay, no matter what the outcome is. Is that what you're saying? That's uh, not what I was saying, but that would be part of it, Okay. you know, from a... From a higher consciousness standpoint, when you surrender to the experience, okay. which includes your feelings, you also surrender to the outcome in a way. Right. And, and you, you're not really surrendering to your mind because you're kind of shutting that off, so to speak. Yes. Surrendering to your mind wouldn't... It's not the same... You know, the phrase surrendering doesn't really mean turning off your mind. It just means surrendering to what is, basically. Right. Right, but what I do is I just don't do that. Yeah, I think that's the only way to do it. I think you have to be able to just exert some willpower on the mind. I think that's that's okay. The mind can be controlled by willpower where the emotions cannot. Right, so, and that's where your book has come in for me is I've mm -hmm. been able to... What I was trying to do before was also turn off the emotions, too. Right, right. So that I would... I had this picture in my head that if I did that, I should always be at peace, you know. And any emotion that was not at peace meant that I was thinking wrong, too. Because my feeling was that if I had decided to feel good, as I read, you know, that I wouldn't ever, then, then no bad emotions would come. Mm -hmm. But that was obviously inaccurate. Yeah, I, I think so.